the Pulse WV Live and Network that beats to the heart of God. Good morning, hello, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you are. What planet? What planet you are. <laughs> Do you well, see where they talk? I love that comment you made at church yesterday. If you, if you can, catch John's sermon yesterday. And you talked about the meteor coming. I thought that was urgent hilarious. news. I thought that was hilarious. It was urgent news, John Sandy. <laughs> not it was urgent. It said urgent news. And I'm thinking, okay, we've got trouble. <laughs> There's trouble somewhere. I better check this out. I better check this out because we got trouble. But just to let you all know that in 159 years, there's going to be a meteor that could possibly hit the Earth um, in 159 years, the size of uh, the uh, entire Empire State Building. I was well, trying to do the, the other I was trying to do the math with you yesterday. You were talking about how old you would be. Yeah. Because um, you, would you, would you wouldn't it be for longer than that? Like like say 150 what years? It's 159 years, but that would be 79 years from now. You're t- when you said I'll be 80. Well, no, if I you- live to 80. Okay. If I live to 80, still. You're saying not the age you are now yeah. going to 80. So that's right. what I was doing. You said if I live to 80. I said, well, that's this many years. Yeah. And I subtracted that, and I still came with over 100 years. You said 70-something. So what you were saying is if I was born today in 80 years. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, yeah, I got if you I lived to, If I live to be 80, then I would it would still be 79 years after I lived to 80. You know, so it's like, you know, it's just, you know, the grandchildren may see it. So You try to calculate that out, don't you? How many generations it would take to see that? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, they've actually, I was reading about this, and they have actually landed on it. They've actually had something up there land on it, and they've got samples and everything, and it was supposed to come back Sunday. Well, that's to, what I read, too. When I read the headlines, it sounded like a meteor the size of the uh, Empire State, Empire State Building was coming. And then when I read the article, it was like, oh, they're talking about something coming back with samples from it, but it was a combination of both, I guess. Yeah, and so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I've heard prophecies on things like that as well. One man prophesied that in in twenty in twenty nine, a meteor is going to hit the bottom coast of California and Mexico, and devastate the world. It's in twenty nine. So, if you got any plans, go ahead and get them out of the way. Yeah, it, it may be a good thing, you know. Cause, well, <laughs> well to, welcome to the John John Show. Yeah, we're so positive. Yeah, we are <laughs> positive, encouraging. Yeah, yeah. We have, well, someone else has got that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> so what are we, gloom, despair, Agony on me. Well, <laughs> you know, it's good to talk about it because, you know, you never know. And, you know, stuff yeah, like that. You don't. I come I come down through um, Wallback a lot, um, you know, coming back from church. Wallback? Yeah, Wallback. It's right there uh, past the big auto exit. like when someone's standing too close, you got to get Wallback, 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 Wallback. wallback. I guess so. I never really thought about that. But there's a lot. I've come lot through there. Time. I've come through there at night, and there's a lot of meteors that come through there. I've seen them. A Have lot. you really? Oh yeah, through Wall. You know where Wallback is, don't you? No, I know where Kmart is, but I don't know where Wallback. Wallback. <laughs> Walmart says. Okay, that was a joke. This is. You think I? <laughs> you you go through it on the way to church. It's like there's a sign there. It says Wallback exit, which takes you into Clay. Now, we take exit 51, so which one is this? This would be about uh, 48. So it's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. So anyway, uh, Wallback, and then you have you have AMA, 
Wallback, Big Otter, Servia, Frametown. So let me tell you. So Amma, she lives in Wallback near Big Otter. Is no, that what you're telling me? Well, no, Amma got its name by an Indian. Got to Yeah, the Indian said <laughs> he got lost, and he said, where in the world Amma? And so, so that's yeah. how that's well, then, how that got its name. And how did uh, Big Otter get Big its name? <laughs> Who knows? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was a, it, man, it was, it was on the side of a road it somewhere. Was, it was devastating. <laughs> it was really devastating. <laughs> well, and you think of the other names. We could go through them. They're in every state has a name of a city or two. We got to do a thing on strange names for cities, right? Because every state has a city or two that's really got an odd name. Oh yeah, there are. You know, like we have Big Bottom, Big Bottom Baptist. Yeah, there's the Big Bottom Baptist Church, and and people go in and there. They got and they a weight, say, weight loss program. They got started. Yeah, the people go in there and say we're glad to be with you, Big Bottom people. I mean, that's <laughs> what people do. They say they go in there. I've heard it. <laughs> I've yeah. actually been there. Yeah, Big Bottom Baptist. Then, like that. That's pretty big, crazy. Big gas thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a it's about like that. <laughs> okay, we could get off the rails here. I don't want to do that. No, it's probably, well, you know, may give listeners. Well, it's, it's, that's true, especially if you put a little cues in there, things we're going to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk about big bottoms today. Yeah. Just, just see what kind of response. We may hit something here. Yeah, that's the truth. And the Lord will <laughs> the Lord will help us through it all. He'll bless it, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll bless it all. Yeah. Our ratings will go through the roof. Oh. And our reputations yeah. will go in a, in a tank. <laughs> You need a little recording of a train wreck because that's what I feel like sometimes. Well, you know, it depends on how you wake up. You know, right side of the bed, left side of the bed. Man, that shirt is is wreaking havoc on that camera. Is it real? Oh, it is. I mean, it's just all over the place. Yeah, I'm well. surprised that they can even see you because that's got green in it. Oh, it uh, it, it has green, it has green. Oh my in goodness! It. I'm surprised. I didn't. Well, I wore this once before. And you said it was nice, so I didn't think anything. Else. I thought, well, I can wear it again then, because you, you very mean, very rarely do you compliment me. But you, when you, you mean do, you wear clothes twice? You don't like throw them away after. I have a calendar. Okay, I've got a calendar. Yeah, and every year I, I write down what clothes I wear, so I can space them out. So that they're far enough apart that it appears. Right. That And then I wear them inside out or, you know, do different things with them. Wear yep. the underwear on the outside. I mean, there's a lot of different looks. A lot of different can, ways you could do You go. can do looks. Well, so. you know, one thing that one thing that you have to be careful of is like, especially with you and Cynthia on TV mm-hmm. and me on TV mm-hmm. is on Sunday mornings that you you don't wear the same outfit you wore the week before. And I've seen that before. I've done that? Yeah. But Never really. I don't recall ever wearing two weeks in a row. <laughs> two weeks now, in a row. Now, there may be some clothes. I don't know about I that. I know what your afternoon. Your afternoon's going to be sitting at home watching yeah, I'm gonna go all your shows. I'm going to watch shows. them all. I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll show you yeah. why you're little. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Catherine Hepburn I know why is thing you got a birthday coming up don't you I do this year it's October that's something. what I tell my kids it's October 28th no 25th no I have kids come to me when I was a teacher and say Mr. Sandy my birthday's this week I said that's awesome mine's this year also and they'll look at me they're studying it yeah and then they trying finally to figure get this, out yeah they get a little grin on their face oh Mr. Sandy you funny <laughs> you funny you funny how that's you doing truth. How you doing? There is. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Good. look. At, I'm. I'm. I'm stalking your Facebook right now. Where? When? When is your birthday? 
October. October what? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. 21st. 21st. So if anybody wants to <laughs> yeah, send your love gifts to. Have you ever seen people do that? It's like they'll they'll put they'll have a birthday, but mm-hmm. then they'll put out there a fundraiser that goes to them. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, I've seen it. I do. I mean, let me. I'm going to start this. one called the John Fowler Get Out of Debt Fund. <laughs> You're well on your way. Yeah. Oh, you talk about the size of my house, this, folks. Don't let him fool you. Oh, his, my house sits his, inside his, of his wa- house, but his wallet is larger than my house. Oh, see, that's the, the difference. Love. For the love. <laughs> You're so funny. Well, you know, I am I am going to Lexington, Kentucky today. Again. Again. You just left there. I did. I left there on Saturday, and I'm going down again today uh, because I have found the moped of my dreams. I thought you ordered one. I did, but Amazon didn't send it to me. They didn't send it. Did and they give you a notice or anything? I mean, like, what about your payment? Did you pay for it? No, they, they, re- they refunded it. They just said we're not able to. Yeah, well, it it got sent from the distributor, mm-hmm. and it got like ready to ship, and mm-hmm. then it never shipped. And so they, uh, I mean, I was supposed to have it like one day, and then it moved, and then it moved, and then it moved. So anyway, when I was um, I was uh, in Lexington, where our son and daughter in law live, and everybody was still asleep, and I thought, well, there's got to be. A place down here as big as this place is, you know, where you could buy a moped. And so I started, I hit, went and did a Google search and I found one about 20 minutes away and we went down and looked at them. And, um, did you test drive one? You did can't you test drive it until you. This one is, this one is nice. This one's got, uh, it's, uh, 150 cc's which is really fast it's like 55 to 60 for a moped that's 100 100 miles to the gallon oh baby now think of that 100 miles is it a two-seater yes two-seater and it's a four-stroke engine which means it doesn't have oil it's uh it's air cooled yeah it's air cooled and uh so anyway i picked that up today oh you actually bought it yeah pick it up today Oh my goodness! I'm, yeah, so I'm going there to pick up uh, pick up the moped and also uh, pick up some uh, things for the yard sale at the Pulse Church for this weekend. I watched a Rocky movie yesterday. Rocky two, Rocky three. I saw three, three part of three. Did you <clears throat> with uh, Mr. T? Well, the reason why I bring that up is because I find it hard to see. I think my an image is really important. Your image? I think I think an image is really important. Your image is very important. And I just can't see a man, a full-grown man on a moped. I mean, like, you put on a helmet, but you wonder why. And it makes the sound as a, it makes the sound of a rubber band wound up. Um, this one doesn't. doesn't. Les, now, Les Vance, who is our elder at oh, the Pulse Church. He's a, he's a. He is a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Uh, motorcycle dude. Yes. Him and Sandy. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to him yesterday, and he said, that's not a moped. He said, that's bigger than a moped. He said, that's nicer. And so, you know, we went over and it's got all this storage room under the seat and it's got this back little luggage thing and it's got a place to plug your phone in and charge it. And it's got got a glove box. I mean, it's very nice. I mean, I'm really, I'm really impressed with it. It's the nicest one I've seen. So I have you going to get one of those helmets that have like little stickers of teddy bears and stuff on it? uh, No, I already have a helmet. I have a helmet and a jacket. Now, this this has been a long process. You know, this has been a long process. So I bought the helmet at the um, 
the dealership down in South Charleston. Uh, a friend of mine, James McKee, and I went down and bought a helmet. And uh, it's a very nice helmet. And then he had an extra jacket uh, down in Florida. So we bought the helmet. I remember that. Bought the helmet in in South Charleston. The The jacket came from Florida. The moped comes from Kentucky. It's just all over the place, isn't it? You know, John, you're going through a midlife crisis because no. you got an airplane. Now you got a moped. You're ahead, of course, some other stuff. I'm just kind of wondering, are you all right? Are you going through it? Now, I didn't go through a midlife crisis because I never had a life. I mean, <laughs> so. Oh, no, no. It's just, um, it, it's just a convenient thing for me. And oh, so that what they call it now. Yeah, it's convenience <laughs> for me. But I mean, you know, it's like we're having fun, and you and, are, you do, yeah, you, have, have, you fun. have fun, you we enjoy fun life. You and your wife are just awesome people, and you guys have fun. It's really funny though that when we went down, I had John and Stephanie and Christy in the car when we went and looked at the moped, and the the we had been having fun all day, you know, and just having a great time, and then we go look at the moped. And I noticed that the change of the environment, I could, I could tell the change of the environment. Well, your son didn't like the idea. He didn't like the idea, but he liked the moped. Christy liked the moped, but see, I've, all be, all, I've been all talk about it. But now I'm there saying, okay, now it's, reality. Now it's real, you know. Yeah. So, and so, you know, this thing's <laughs> going to happen. So there was a lot of, uh, it was quiet there for a little while. Like angst. Angst, what's that mean? <laughs> That's the good word. I just like to say it. Angst. Some words are just fun to say. Yeah, angst. Like Jackie Velasquez, the singer. Oh, it's just kind of Velasquez. Velasquez. It's just fun to say. You ever, you ever have words that's just fun to say? Yeah, like. Um, Lots of money. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> Calling your words. What's a, word, what's a fun word? Yeah, the fun word. Uh, mine would be uh, dangling participle. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot about that one. Yeah, dangling participle is an English term. <laughs> I don't know why it's an English term, but it's an English term. I don't want to claim it. <laughs> no, don't claim that today. <laughs> don't claim a dangling participle. No, I pray but it God does kind of roll, doesn't it? It does it's roll. Got, it's got that. Yeah, there's just certain words is like you just like saying. It's like that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. I don't need the word, but it sounds fun. You know, I, it, you're someone who want to introduce you to a new word, who's and that? so they find a way to fit it in a sentence so they could do it. Trying to impress people that they know the words, so they find a way. To, so they put it in there. They find a way to put it in a sentence so they can. We were li- we were listening to some guy uh, coming up the road yesterday, and literally, I did not know half of the words that he was saying. He had a doctorate and a master's and a this and a that, and I had no clue some of the words that he was saying. I said, "Chrissy, what does that mean?" Was it a, like a minister? Yeah, yeah, and it's like a. I mean, I did not know what he was talking about. Probably wore a robe too. No, he had a he had a three piece <clears throat> suit on. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was uh, it was really 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 good. How well, do you know? <laughs> well, I mean, some of the stuff I you know I use the interpretation of tongues app. You know, there's an app now that you can get to interpret tongues. You know, so you know, John, like I do. If you ever call for tech support on anything, you get someone from India, right? It, it happens like that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, oh, almost always. I hardly, if I ever got someone who spoke clear English, I'd be like on my knees thanking the Lord, fasting and everything. <laughs> because it's like that man that used a lot of words you didn't understand. Right. When you go to get tech support, it's like I, pick, I try to pick up a word here and there. 
and try to figure out what they're saying by piecing it together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you don't. Their accent is so thick. It is. And they start talking. And you, you heard the word "apart." I heard "part." Uh, I heard uh, "computer." Okay, I heard that. Right. Now, what was he saying? And after yeah. the third or fourth time, you get embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I really am sorry. Could you say that one more time? But the thing yeah. about it is, are you really sorry? Yes, I am because I'm that kind of guy. You're you're really sorry about stuff like that. See, I feel bad. Yes, uh, okay. I do. Let, uh, let me. You feel bad because you don't understand them. Well, I feel bad. That's not your fault. I feel bad about that too. I feel you feel, I feel bad, bad about too much. You I should do. quit feeling bad. About I know. Stuff I like need to feel bad. I need to feel good about you just, stuff. I mean, you need to just start walking all over people. Quit apologizing. What's wrong with you? Next time he does that. <laughs> next time they do that and they get through with their sentence, I go, "That's awesome." Yeah, that's what I need to do. It's like no, I didn't you, learn anything. you are not going to talk that kind of language to me <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, in front of my son. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, excuse me. I need English here. <laughs> you know what's wrong with you? I need English. I uh, know it's just <laughs> that's just the way it is. Life is just full of excitement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What it you is. Gonna, what you going to do today? That, what are you going to do today? That's exciting. Me? Yeah, I told you. Are you gonna pick up your? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the eye doctor at eleven. I leave there. I hope I can see uh, when they <laughs> see dilate. To get there. Yeah, oh, see to get there. Isn't that wonderful? And then um, and then I leave there, and then I'm going to uh, Lexington, and I'll be back this evening, probably about six o'clock, and uh, have, have dinner with my son, and uh, pick up the moped, pick up some clothes for the yard sale, not clothes, but some stuff. You know that uh, for the yard sale. Does a moped have an iPod or a podcast? Because you have the word "pod" in there, I just kind of wonder if there's Mopod. some correlate. Mo- there you go. See, Mopod. Mo- Mopod. I don't know. I guess you could. Mopod. You know, I think a first responder <laughs> reminds me of flying uh, commercial to Chicago. And that's what John Sandy's talking about today is first well, response. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about those those flights, that, those stops between destinations. Yeah, so I was I was flying to Chicago one time, and um, there the airplane I wasn't flying; it was a commercial flight, and there was an oil leak. And so uh, the captain comes on the airplane, and I mean on the the you know loudspeaker, and says, you know, we were having an oil leak, and we're going to have to divert. Um, to a different place, and the lady beside of me just went um, crazy. I mean, just like she was like really panicking, mm-hmm. and and she said, "Well, what's going to happen if we crash?" You know, because everybody always thinks about you crashing. You know, I fly an airplane, and I don't ever think about it, but you're prepared if you have to. But it's like, what, so what happens it. if we crash? And I told her, I said, well, I said, we will beat the rescue workers by about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that encouraged her. Yeah. And you being a ministry, you just do it so well and encourage people. And this airplane will take us to the scene of the crash. <clears throat> Every time. Every, it'll take us right there. Right there. So when so, I think about first responder, there you go. <laughs> well, that is that is really interesting, John. Thank you for sharing that. that because It all chokes me up, too. I can always tell when John is going to tell a joke. He, he makes it sound like a true story, but I can, I can just tell. That wasn't true? How do you know it wasn't true? You went with me. You don't fly. First of all, pilot doesn't get on and say we have an oil leak. 
It is. They don't do that. They could. It scares the people. Say we have to go back. Well, doesn't that? And that then that leaves them guessing. I'd rather them be guessing than panicking because there's so many fights on planes anymore. I've seen. They're that. fighting on everything. You see the ball games at the NFL. Man, they're going at it in the crowd. There's so much hate in the world. There is, unfortunately. It, it just It's a shame the church isn't doing its job. If the church was doing its job, we wouldn't probably see stuff like this. Well, there was a story in the news. Happening, those are probably church people that are fighting. Well, I was going to say there's a story <laughs> yesterday where there was a, a, a problem, um, a fight, and it was in a church. Oh, I've, I've been in one of those or two. <laughs> You've been the subject of I've been of the one subject or two. of those, yeah. <laughs> it really is a can of mixed nuts. What's your favorite nut? Cashew. Oh, cashews are awesome. I also like uh, the when they um, uh, toast the, the, the walnuts. Pieces. Oh, toasted walnuts. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember? Oh. Do you remember Sears um, over on uh, yes. on the boulevard? Yes. When you walked in, mm-hmm. what did you smell? <clears throat> uh, Jeff uh, oil. No, because they had they had the hot dog place was there when you walked in. And, no, and I, the I peanut place was right there, and they well, had the pretzels and the cashews. And so you're not talking about going in Sears. I'm talking you're, about the old Sears, not over. You're, you're talking uh, about the, the the area outside of it. No, inside the store. They had a they had this old peanuts, peanuts inside. Peanuts I, and yeah, and popcorn, and they had uh, then they had a hot dog stand in there. My sister worked there at the hot hot dog stand, and I mean the, they were really good hot dogs. And that was in Sears. Yeah. I now Sears. Was where Macmillan Research or Cass Cass? Uh, yeah, yes. That's it. They yeah. closed, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <clears throat> um, yeah. But that's where it used to be. I did not know that. I take that back. I did not know. Oh, that. it was wonderful. Now, one thing about it, my mom always thought it was funny that on the third floor was up there where the beauty parlor was and the kids stuff, mm-hmm. and they had a blood pressure machine right outside the door uh, of the third floor. So you're going up the steps mm-hmm. to the third floor, mm-hmm. and there's a blood pressure machine at the top. Okay. And my mom, my mom was a nurse, uh, and she always thought that was funny because your blood pressure is going to be high. It's just like that because white, you're going up the steps. It's like a white coat syndrome, you know. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. that's. Well, do you remember? Uh, since we're reminiscing, do you remember? I don't know if they're still there or not. Right on the corner of Capitol and the Courier. That peanut shop still there. Yeah, when I went to grad school, we used to we used to walk down there. Isn't it wonderful? I took a bunch of people there for the first time. They had never been there, and I said, "I got to take you somewhere." And so I took a bunch of them down there, and and all oh, yeah. Tim Morse and I were there not long ago. Really, and yeah. the smell outside and everything. Oh, yeah. it's wonderful. Well, yeah. how about um, of course you had Stone and Thomas. Stoned and Thomas, yeah. Do so you remember them? Yeah. They had the mezzanine, little eating area there. It was really nice. Yeah. G.C. Murphy's and Dunbar. Oh, wow. That really they had back. milkshakes down there. No. It, and you could get a hamburger Shut and up. french fries and a milkshake. My no. mom used to say, yes. Hallelujah. Was it a clothing store, a furniture store? G.C. Murphy's? Yeah, I remember the yeah. name. Yeah, it was, they had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they had all kinds of stuff. And they sold milkshakes and hamburgers. They had a lunchroom. Yeah. How cool right is there, that? Right there, kind of right in the middle of All it. All right, here's another one. All right. The Diamond, top floor, cafeteria. Really? Oh, man. My mom Didn't would take Didn't go the, the Diamond much. You know, rich people go oh, the Diamond. Oh, well, that's, that so that's where I, yeah. that includes you. Yeah, and I've always mixed with that crowd. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they always associate me with the, the upper, uppities. They called them back then, uppities. Hike a flutin'. 
Hackafluken. Hackafluten. No, that it's Hackafluten. And you can come on, say it with me. Hackafluten. Hackafluten. There, <laughs> there you go. I thought it was highfalutin. No, hackafluten. Okay, that, that's new. I mean, is that if you have a cough or something, you you hackafluten? Hackafluten. That well, that's like <clears throat> you know. One casket say to the other casket. What did one coffin say to the other? I say, what did one casket say to the other coffin? Nah. What did one casket say to the other casket? Is that you, coffin? Yeah. That's what it was. That's cute. That's yeah. precious. After I got That's what it's called. Pre- it took you a while. You know, we're you just, kind of lose something when you have to say it three or four times yeah, it, before you get it right. Yeah. It's not quite the same, John. You lose that little bit of surprise effect you want. You know, but anyway, the diamond, I want to tell you real quick. Yeah. My mom would take me out there when I was real little, and I was reminded that I ordered a hot dog one day without the wiener. You did? Yeah. Wow. I, that's, and I guess I got like the bread and ketchup or something like that. How come you did that? I don't know. I'd like to go back and ask myself that. Yeah. But I, I love hot dogs, so I don't know why. Uh, now, when I was little, I used to eat bread with, with ketchup on it. Really? Yeah. It but good. no wiener? Well, that was just taking a slice of bread, so maybe I was correlating the two. But yeah, that's what she told me. Was, she'd take me out there to the, but she did, probably didn't know they had a cafeteria. No, I didn't go to the, uh, I didn't go to the diamond very much. My dad used to manage the Cox's department store. Oh man, Cox's. Yeah, he was, he was the manager of the Cox's department store. So we didn't shop much around, you know, the competition. We had a Cox's in Nitro, I believe, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the diamond that was interesting was the escalators. He had all these yes. open floors, remember? Yeah. If you remember the diamond at all. Open floors. When you took the escalator, and you always heard this as you were in a shop. Ding, ding. Every once in a while, ding, ding. What was that for? I don't know, but it was really fascinating. I think I know what that was. Oh, what was They're, it, They John? were paging somebody. Because my dad, I remember that. There used to be an elevator at, now you think of this. This takes you way back. At Cox's department store, there was a little lady there uh, that sat in a chair, and she she actually did all the – she did this control. She had this, like, if you said second floor, she'd turn this thing and go to the second floor. And she was the elevator attendant. She you actually did the buttons and stuff. You made a really good point because back then they did have people to run the elevators. Yeah. But can you imagine – Now, but can you imagine – Doing that all day and then going home. Okay, I mean uh, it's I'm, like okay, see, okay. Folks, think I about see, think about uh, this. Yeah. Think about okay, like being on a boat or flying in an airplane. I, yeah. I've there's sometimes when I fly when I fly the airplane, you know, and the wings and it's very calm and the wings are just like this, you know. Then when you get on the ground, you feel like you're doing this still. And so imagine doing that on an elevator eight hours a day. You're the elevator dude and you're taking people up and down. So when you get eight home, hours, eight hours. Yes. So when you get home, you're going to feel like you're on an elevator all day until you get used to it. Well, you know, the con- uh, here's what I thought you were doing. I thought you were going here. Hey, and how was your day? There was a lot of ups and downs today. <laughs> see, that's, see that's, I th- that's what I thought you were doing. Is that where going. you thought I was going? I thought, yeah, I really did. I thought he said, You know, my job up. has a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> That's, but that, you made a good point. I forgot about that when I was yeah. little. They had elevator attendants that actually asked you what floor do you want. And here's the part: that, is this really going to take you back in time? You ready for this? Yeah. They would shut a cage first. Yeah. Remember Lock that? you in there. Yeah. They shut that cage first that you could see through. Yeah. And then the door. And I remember them reaching over and pulling it shut. 
I have a friend of mine. His name is Denny Westover. He's retired from Oda, or I, I don't remember which air, which uh, elevator service he worked for. But he used to mess with people when he was fixing their elevators oh, because man. he would be on top of the elevator, like when I was moving up and down. Really, you know, he, he could do that, and and you would and know. And how about then go to the top floor? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he was bald headed, I guess. But, but anyway, he would mess with people because they oh, would get on the man. elevator and oh, get man, on the, and he would say, "Hey, how are you all today?" <laughs> and they're looking, you know. It's like, <laughs> can you imagine a camera in there? And he said he has seen some things, you know. People didn't know he was there. <laughs> well, it's would like, you think someone was on top of an elevator? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't be smooching on somebody that was not your wife either. Oh, you know, and I'm sure that probably went on. Mm-hmm. He you probably. Know? It's like people that have interesting jobs, like people that that um, like ours, <laughs> like ours, or people that um, uh, what they call it um, when they clean your car up and clean your who your car. Oh, detailers. Detailers. The stories I, I read one day, they had people did that type of work and told stories of things they found. Oh, I could believe it. I yeah, could, I could tell you. I went and had my tires rotated the other day, and three packs of gum are missing. I, I Christy put three packs mm-hmm. of gum on her side the other day, and I saw them, mm-hmm. and they're gone. What does that tell you? That tells you somebody's chewing gum at the <laughs> dealership where I was. Well, did you see the day where they caught the? Well, they call people that inspect you in airports T T M. Oh, T. I should know that. Uh, T S A. Yeah, T S A. Did you see where they caught them on video stealing things out of luggage as it goes through? No. The T S A workers. Really? Well, their record is so bad anyway, John. Every time they go through a trial to see how well they do, they they fail over ninety percent. Really? I mean, it's really bad. They just need to shut that thing down. And get hires to private company or something because when the government's involved, three things always happen: it costs more, it takes longer, and it was worse. It's never right. Never done right, never and that's right. government for you. I mean, that's true. They created the line, the term "long line." Long line. They, they I can believe it. <laughs> you can have a birthday in that line. You know, yeah, for you sure. could. Two of them. I'm sitting here looking at the clock. We started. We started at the top of the hour. We and, did pretty good today, didn't we? Yeah. So you have like, like we've wasted forty two. Yeah, you have like <laughs> like sixteen minutes. I had that much. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was I was going to do my clothes. Oh, you were? Well, I do. I, I close for <clears throat> Cynthia now. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're closing. You're. I can always predict your closing. It's like okay, you're going to close, <clears throat> and then um, in thirty minutes. After you're closed, you then you begin to close. Yeah, that's it's a like first, I always know how much time I have. Well, it's like one minister said yesterday. I was listening to, this is my first close, my first close. <laughs> of course, funny. Cynthia's a big cow, but she'll sit there and of course we have that clock right there. I follow <laughs> it. I did good yesterday. I don't know if you hung around to the end, but as soon as she said, "You're done," um, she'll do that. You know, she's real precious. She does. <clears throat> and I, boy, I went right into the close, praying. Wow. I was, there was, I was pretty impressed. Oh, submissive. Yeah. Very submissive, John Sandy. I'm so proud of you. Well, for the time <coughs> remaining, John Sandy, First Responders, Part 1. I wonder how many people we lost already. I don't know. Let me, <coughs> I'll look. Well, John's starting now. We can we can go now. <laughs> the comedy hour is over. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye.
All right. Uh, good. Whatever time of day it is for you, we are starting a new one today. All right. First responders or being a first responder part one. So we're going to talk about first responders and second responders. How about that? What is a first responder? Well, you got your firemen, your paramedics, your your nurses and uh just a whole group of people, their job is to be on the scene as quick as possible to professionally handle a situation, whether it be a wreck and you have an ambulance, fire truck, paramedic show up, sometimes even police because it might be a situation where there's some violence involved in the injury. So there are first responders, and we're so grateful for them, aren't we? And so what are some examples? I want to talk about this before we get into second responders. What are some examples of first responder? And I kind of gave mention of some. Number one, someone who's trained and prepared for an emergency. Now, I want you to remember, we're going to parallel this spiritually. So as I share these, kind of think about them on the spiritual, spiritual sense of what it might mean to be a first responder for the Lord. Okay? That's where we're going today. Someone who is trained and prepared for an emergency. As a believer, are you prepared for how God may work in your life and take you in a certain direction? Are you prepared? Do you know the word? Are you prayed up? Do you feel like you have a strong relationship with the Lord? Well, that's what a first responder is. Secondly, someone who is the first professional on the scene. Now, when you go and you want to witness to someone, uh, you want to make sure you have a relationship with the Lord first, right? So you have something to give them. So you are prepared and you're a professional at what you do. This, that's kind of a way of looking at it. Number three, someone with the proper tools for the job. Ah, I like that one. Uh, whether it be having a Bible with you or re- Bible references, a word memorized on how you'd respond to certain questions in case you're legitimately asked when you share, the, share Christ with people. Sometimes they have a question. May catch you off guard a little bit. But do you have the tools? Uh, here's another way of looking at tools. A first responder is known by the uniform and their badge, right? And they have a lot of clout, a lot of uh, support behind them by the organization or government that is behind them. They know they have the sway and the power of them behind them. Do you have uh, the anointing of God in your life when you speak? Do you have the authority of Christ behind your words? So think of it that way. Number four, someone who is confident in who they are and their preparation. Now, now, we're not talking about cockiness or, you know, bragging like John does a lot. We're talking about people that are legitimately prepared and trained and confident. Now, there's a good confidence because your confidence is in him, not in yourself, but you have confidence to proceed to, to rebuke something. And when Paul shook off the snake and things like that. You have confidence, but it's a healthy confidence. It's not an arrogance it's because we're the ones that humble ourselves. And if you humble yourselves, then God will lift you up because he has confidence in you. So you have confidence in your father to help you do what he's called you to do. Number five is someone who has been given authority to do the job. And we kind of mildly spoke about that. Do you have God's name? On your words, does he endorse what you say? Are you speaking the word or partial truths like the devil did with Jesus in the desert where he, he perverted the word? Do you have a true understanding of the word? Do you have God's endorsement? Do you have his stamp of approval? Like the demons say, we know who Paul is, we know who Jesus is. Jesus is. So they recognize Paul's what? Authority. So do you walk in authority? 
you walk in confidence in who you serve that he's more than able to get you through? Think about it. Now let's tie this to God's word. Okay? Matthew 6, 33. I'm going to do this from the New King James Version. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, in reference to the scripture, it's referring to clothing and food. You know, how God takes care of us. But on a larger base, God is doing this in every area of your life. Seek first him. Seek him first, and his righteousness, not yours, it's his, right? This is all about him, folks. It's for you, but it's all about him. And then all these things shall be added to you. Folks, he tells you wonderful things that to stand on his word, these signs shall follow those that believe. But he also tells us that he'll, he, he, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And he said, make your requests known. He's got everything covered, even those categories of desires of your heart. We talked today about bucket list stuff, right? Well, God is uh, capable and able and willing to help us in areas that you may not think is all that spiritual, but he loves you so much. Uh, I've had a desire to do certain things in my life, and you think, well, it's not exactly spiritual, but I make sure, first of all, that I don't request anything that's outside of what he's called me to do. He's not going to contradict himself, and he's not going to give you things that's going to harm you. Now, you can get yourself in situations. You can make decisions that get you in situations. But if you seek him first, as the scripture I just read says, and put his righteousness first, then he can add things to them, even desires of your heart. I had a desire to do a particular thing as a former art teacher. A couple things. One was I had a chance to go to Israel, and I did a piece of artwork from that, and I did what is called a limited edition print of it, four-color process. That was a desire in my heart. Now, you may say, okay, that's nice, that's cool, but what's it have to do with obeying God? God? That's God. That's just who we serve. We have an awesome father, a great elder brother. And then there was something else that came up I wanted to do, but I just give it to Jesus. I didn't put it before him. I didn't go out and say, well, I'm going to do this no matter what, or God, you fit it into the schedule today. No, I try to stay within the realm of what I feel like you showed me to do. And then as I give my request to him, I make sure, try to make sure that I don't try to ask for things or go outside the realm of the boundaries he set for me at that time. Because those boundaries will change. You'll expand them and ever increase them to allow you to do more. God just wants... God wants you happy. You think, well, that's kind of superficial. Well, joy, okay? God wants you to have joy. And guess what comes out of joy? You can't help it, folks, happiness. Even when you go through things, I understand all that. We go through things, right? The rain falls on the just and the unjust, and so does the sunshine, it says. But God delights. See, I love that word. He delights. It makes him happy. You know, don't you want to bless him? If you want to bless him, praise him a lot and worship him and be thankful. Have a thankful heart, folks. <clears throat> be grateful when he uses you or helps you or gives you the desire of your heart. All good things come from him. So any good thing, I don't care how it came in your life, it's good, give him the credit. Praise him for it. Matthew 22, verse 37, also from the New King James Version, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, 
Remember, I'm giving you spiritual references to what a first responder is as I gave you examples. Now I'm tying them into how the Scripture is behind them as well. Listen to what I just said here. This is awesome. You're talking about Jesus covering all the bases? He does it right here. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with what? All your heart with what? All your soul with what? All your mind. Folks, he's got you completely covered. He is telling you that if you love him in these three categories, then the sky's the limit, what God can do. All things are possible, the Bible tells us. How do we get to the place where all things are possible? It's nice to hear about it, and people give their testimonies of things happening for them. But what about us? What about me? What about you? Well, it's telling us if we love him with all our heart, guard your heart, right, with all your soul. Remember, folks, you are a soul in a body with a spirit. That's the three categories. That's what we're talking about here. He will help you if you will put him first in your heart, put him first in your soul, and put him first in your mind. That's a biggie right there because if you can catch things as they come into your mind, it says take every thought captive, right? That's good and bad. Take every thought captive. Only let in those things that you've analyzed and worked through and allowed through. And, folks, whether you like it or not, you choose who you serve. Every day, when we get to heaven and stand before him, we are going to respond to our choices. People say, well, I can't. I got this habit. I got this thing going on. I just can't control myself. Yes, you can. If I put a gun to your head, I bet you could stop right then. Uh, We need to realize that you are responsible for every choice you make. You're not going to blame anybody. I don't care how rough your background was. I don't care how poor you've been. We were pretty poor growing up. We didn't have much. We lived in a little one-bedroom apartment, our whole family, for a long time that used to be a barn turned into an apartment. <clears throat> but we never knew it. We never knew it. Our mom was so awesome. She took so good care of us, kept us clean and, and dressed and, and, and what she could afford to do. And we gave us wonderful Christmases. She sacrificed everything for us. Well, that's what Jesus did. He sacrificed everything. He left heaven, folks. He left it. He was there before he came here. If you've been to some place on vacation and it's just so awesome, you don't want to go back to reality, that's what Jesus did. He left heaven. He left everything, came down into a physical body, suffered for us, died, crucified, whipped, beaten, mocked, naked on a cross for you and me. So all he's simply asking, hey, would you love me back? That's all this is saying. If you just love me, just love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind, man, what he'll do for you. Listen, God always has more than you will. I said yesterday in our class, uh, and you can join us live Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Just go to your social media and type in the Pulse WV, no, the Pulse Gasaway. He'll take you to our live broadcast. We start around 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. And, of course, Monday or Tuesday, usually on the weekday, we do our teaching like this morning at 8. <clears throat> I told them, I said, I said, you will never outgive God. That's why it says fold, tenfold, hundredfold. In Leviticus, I believe it is, it's a thousandfold. Why is that? Because you'll never outgive him. Whatever you give him of your life, your time, your money, anything, you can never outgive him. It is impossible. He says, if you bring your tithe into the storehouse, I'll pour out a blessing you what? Cannot contain. That's more than you gave. Let me know if I got that wrong. But that sounds like more than I gave. 
And he says, men will pour into your bosom, shake down, pressing together, running over, over, running over. That's what he's going to do for you. But if you give him your heart, soul, and mind like he gave you his and lay down his life for you, he loves you so much. Now he's back at home, and he's wanting you to be with him. Now he wants you to come home to be with him. Walk with him today. Galatians 2.20 from the New King James Version. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. See, when you get your mind, your soul, and your, your heart right, then Christ can live in you. It's safe. He can come in. And the life which I now live in the flesh... See, he's distinguishing about, we're not talking about heaven now. We're talking about right now in our flesh, the life that I live now in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. I said this yesterday when you witness to people, when you give people hope, when you get when you love people like Christ loved us, when you love people, you give them a reason to hope. And when you give them a reason to hope, you give them a reason to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? You give them the reason to have faith, and once you do that, they can move mountains and all things are possible. That's what happens when you love people like Christ. And how are you going to love them like Christ unless you love him first? See, folks, you can't love people like Christ once you do if you don't love him first. You, you, we're called to encourage people and, and live it in front of them so they'll see that we're not, we're not compromising by loving you. Jesus told the woman that was caught in adultery, he said, I don't condemn you either. He wasn't, he wasn't lowering his standards, folks. He was telling her, I love you. I love you. And then he said, don't, go, don't do it again. Do you know what moved her? Love. She was so moved by love that she could never be without him. Folks, people are looking to be loved. And as you live it in front of them, they'll find that real quick, folks. Because you, folks, if you live it, you'll find that real quick. They'll find that real quick that you do not compromise. Man, you have standards. That's why people sometimes, if you walk it in front of them, they'll say, they'll say a, a, a bad word and they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. But they only say it to you. They're not saying it to the crowd. They're saying, I'm sorry, Jerry, or whatever. I'm so sorry that I said that. Why? Because they realize that you have standards and you don't cross them and they know they did in front of you and they feel apologetic, which is wonderful when they're like that. But let me read that scripture one more time because there's so much in here. We could spend an hour easily just talking about this. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, everybody listen to this. I have been crucified with Christ. That's a decision you'll make. You can't blame anybody else. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That's a decision. You will decide whether you do that or not. And the life which I now live in the flesh, right here on earth, folks, this is real time, right now. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's just simply asking you to do, give back to him what he gave to you. Matthew 6, 24, from the New King James Version. No one can serve two masters. Folks, this is really where the rubber meets the road. You're going to choose which you're going to serve. That's why Jesus said, ready to be hot or cold and lukewarm, because the devil owns the fence. He not only owns the cold, he owns the fence. You can't straddle things. In fact, it's most miserable. I am a most miserable man. When you try to straddle the fence and live in both words, it's miserable, folks. Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or... Turn around, else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. 
Folks, you can't get half in with your love. Love is not a half in thing. I'll love you if. People used to say that a marriage was a 50-50. No, it is not. It is 100%. Otherwise, that's all you're going to get back. You'll get back what you put into things. So, if you're going to be loyal to one and despise the other, you cannot serve God and mammon. And, of course, mammon is kind of a term used for wealth. And how many times are people drawn? You know how they always say, follow the money? There's a lot of truth to that. Follow the money, you'll find the power. And people will make great sacrifices, and they will lower their standards, and they'll pick the wrong one to be loyal to and pick the wrong one to despise. It's regarded as an evil influence. This is what mammon is. And regarded as an evil influence or false object of worship and devotion. That's what mammon is. is a devotion to a false, false worship. I said yesterday the opposite of false uh, prophet is uh, a, a true prophet. A false prophet is a liar. They're wrong. <laughs> That's what a false prophet is. They are wrong. What's that? Law. Law they're law. <laughs> Let's do one more here. Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 from the New King James Version. If then you were raised I love this. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. See, he went back to heaven. He sits at the reign of the Father. He's interceding for you. So we are to seek the things above because that is our destination. Folks, this life on earth is like a vapor, the Bible says, and burn up in the fields. I mean, it's gone. We're to store up our treasures in heaven. Seek him first. Those things which are above. What things are above? Eternal life, health, prosperity. We get to eat, not gain weight. <laughs> I mean, folks, what he's got for us, we can't even comprehend. This is where Christ is now. Do you want to be where your elder brother is? Do you want to be with the family one day? Sitting at the right hand of God, which I just mentioned, set your mind on things above. Mary broke down the mind, the heart, and the, the soul. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, it doesn't mean God doesn't bless you, can't enjoy life and have your family and have a job you enjoy. Your calling may be wrapped up in your occupation as opposed to Paul, which made tense on the side. Your occupation may actually be in your calling. Isn't that awesome? But not the things on earth. He said, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Because things above is what you're supposed to focus on. Whenever you run across a situation, which is more valuable to you? The things above or the things on the earth? It's not that God doesn't let you have things on earth. He says, if you obey me, you'll have houses and lands in this world. So, it's not that he doesn't want you to have He's not holding anything back at all, folks. He doesn't want it to control you. He wants to make sure keep your eyes fixed on him. Keep your eyes fixed on things above, heaven, eternity, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So through his blood, our sins are hidden. God said, I'll never remember them again. Isn't that awesome? Next time we get together on part two on first responders, we're going to talk about what a second responder is. It's interesting. You're going to find out just exactly what it means to be a second responder. And let me just give you a little hint. It's not good, and there's not a close second in this race. <laughs> Folks, 
when we get when we meet him one day, it's not going to be a close second. I made it by a close second. No, there is no close second. So we're going to talk about what a second responder is. So that's it for today. And hope you enjoyed. Um, hope he said something that encourages you, that makes you think a little bit, to make a decision today, to put him first, keep your mind on things above, guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your soul so that your spirit can prosper. John the Beloved said, I wish above all else you prosper and be in good health, even as you want your soul prospers. Your soul prospering is when the spirit is allowed to reign in your life. And that only comes if you guard your heart and your mind in the process of what goes into your soul that affects your spirit. Now, your spirit, if you're a believer, your spirit is perfect. It's not a, there's not a baby Jesus in there. It is a full-grown, developed just like in heaven, your spirit. And what he's given you with that spirit is great authority. We're going to get into that. Thanks for being with us. I pray that you be encouraged today. There's great hope for you. Do not give up. Do not give up. Jesus is as close as your next word. Just say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I call on you today. I acknowledge you as Lord that you died for me. You raised on the third day. You went to heaven. You suffered your stripes for my healing. You suffered your, your body on the cross for my salvation through your blood. And because of you, I now have eternal life. I have a spirit in me that's full grown and full of authority. As we grow in Christ, as, as, as we grow in Christ, it releases that which is already in us. See, folks, your spirit is whole. So if you have an ailment in your body, your spirit is already whole. That thing that you're believing for, see, temptation, and we'll talk about this sometime, temptation to sin is like a symptom is to sickness. Let me say that again. Temptation is to sin like um, some symptoms are to sickness. When you get a symptom, don't claim it. It's not yours. You rebuke that symptom because your spirit is already whole, whether it be in your hearing or your eyes or your body, your spine, whatever's going on in your body physically, your spirit, that spirit man is whole and your faith releases that healing into your body. You're already whole inside. There's great hope, folks. You'd be encouraged. Tune in again. We'd love to have you with us here on The Pulse. Thank you, John Sandy. Wonderful job on part one of First Responder. If you would like to be a part of this ministry, not only praying for it, but giving to it, you can do that by texting the word PULSE to 1304-244-3187. Go to thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasaway, West Virginia, 26624. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and watching the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.